if you have structure in your business of an iconic brand, a marketing campaign that sells and is there and it's precise, the promise is strong, like you have some, some, the structure is there. I call it a magnetic business structure. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalkar, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Gabriela Luerson. She is a psychotherapist turned business coach, and she mentors and guides high-ticket coaches to brand themselves properly. And you'll see by our conversation, and you'll see by her website that she's definitely on top of the game. So, Gabriela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, JP, for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. I always kind of like to begin, I, I know I said you're a psychotherapist or a business coach, but how did you end up in this space? It's a very good question. So basically, um, I studied psychology at university, right? And I did a lot of therapy myself. I'm not going to go too much on to my past mental health, but I struggled with depression for a lot of years. And, and actually, I was bulimic for nine years. And anyway, I was very stick mentally. And... When I, I was born and raised in Brazil, that's where I studied psychology. And when I moved to Australia, none of my qualifications came through. And uh, I started working as a kindergarten teacher. Soon enough, I realized that I wanted to go back into my psychological roots. But then I realized that why would I want to be a psychotherapist where, when I've done years of therapy and ha that hadn't helped me at all. But then when I got myself a mindset coach and an eating disorder coach, that's when I was able to break through my limitations, especially after going to UPW, Tony Robbins, right? Such a, a cliche thing, but um, in a way, Tony Robbins really impacted me. And I was like, why am I doing psychotherapy that is can be so outdated even with how they see the patients, right? In therapy, we're not allowed to say to the, to the patient that what's wrong what's not because we see them as fragile and I didn't like that so then I started going into coaching and mindset coaching and I got shitloads of qualifications on NLP and and all that um and eventually I started my mindset coaching business um and not only I realized that I had my own psychological approach to things because obviously with all my background I've been studying psychology now for 30 years but more and more coaches and, and, and therapists and service providers started reaching out to me saying like, hey, like how, how are you doing things that you seem to have so much fun, you seem to attract the right people, you seem to be able to integrate lifestyle with business, like I want to learn that too. And then, and then I became, but that's why the psychotherapist turned business mentor because I didn't actually choose it, it chose me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. And that's true, right? We get all the tools, the qualifications, we do all the work on ourselves, and then we like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Let's share it with everyone else. That's right. Totally. And so kindergarten teacher, that was, I didn't expect that. That's a, a different one there. So um, that's a full little slate of trying all different things. But at the end of the day, it sounds like it's all service. Basically, yeah. So I always love children. 
Um, and when I was doing psychology at university, my first internship was on psycho on infant psychoanalysis. So I was working with children in a psychoanalytical space. And then while I was doing uni, I was also working as a kindergarten teacher, like in the afternoon, right? So it's all at service. And honestly, um, being a kindergarten teacher, because I became the assistant director at some point, because I kind of, you know, I'm very motivated and I do things like I do. Um, it learned me, it taught me so much about the human psyche because children are so, it's so easy to model their behavior. It's so easy to teach them things. They are emotionally very intelligent because, you know, they, they cry and then all of a sudden they're happy. As adults, we cling on to our emotions and we make a meaning out of it. We're not in the learning mode anymore, but also leading. It taught me so much about leading because, you know, it's already hard enough to lead 16 adults. Imagine me, I was a kindergarten teacher leading 16 toddlers. <laughs> so, so, you know, it taught me about leadership and also it taught me about almost customer service because I had to please the kids. I had to please my assistants, my, the teachers. I had to please my director. I had to teach the boss and had to, to, to also um, please the parents. So it kind of taught me these skills of like being a diplomat. I mean, okay, okay. Everybody can get what they want in this way. And it taught me a lot about business, actually. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the kids, I love that watching the kids like, because it is exactly what you said, like mirror neurons, we know like they're just watching and copying and they're still moldable, right? And uh, I think it's really special. And then another thing you just said there that's awesome is like adults, we, we hang on to these feelings instead of move through them. But if you watch a kid, a kid will cry and fall down, maybe get hurt or be upset. And then they'd move through it real quickly. And then they're happy and they're on to the next thing. And it's because they're not, they're opening their heart the whole time. They're not closing up and blocking it and they're not stuck in their head. They're stuck in their heart feeling. That's a good point. That's a really good point. That's right. And so what, what are you kind of doing right now? I saw you speaking on stages and it looks awesome. And I love your style and everything. So can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I love it. Um, I basically uh, work with service providers, online experts, wanting to not only position themselves as an authority online and with that stand out, and we do that through their brand and their marketing, but also to thrive psychologically as an entrepreneur. And I've done both. You know, when I started, I was doing mindset coaching for entrepreneurs. And then I realized that they were getting the mindset, but they were so stuck on old ways of doing business, like cold messaging people and just no one actually teaches them marketing properly and copywriting properly. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to teach you now that. <laughs> and then I would also get women that knew all the marketing, they knew all the branding, they knew, 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 knew. They, they were all were loaded with the intellectual strategically side of things. But because they were so with that analysis paralysis, they had completely shut down their heart and lost their confidence. Um, they were, there was so much noise that they didn't believe in themselves or they were trying to model so many mentors that they weren't being themselves. So what I do these days, it's, um, it's what I call, right, a psychological and business integration of one side of things. It's a very deep psychological work, actually, which is I work with the egoic agenda. So we basically get the service provided entrepreneur 
online experts and we identify what's their egoic agenda, which means, um, it's a long story short, but I don't believe that we can overcome all our limiting beliefs. And that's a big statement, right? As in the personal development world, I believe that we actually have one egoic want that we will never get rid of in our whole entire lives. And that's why some people in the personal development world, they become breakthrough junkies. Oh, I need one more breakthrough. No, but I just need one more breakthrough. I used to be that person. Do you know someone like that, JP? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Exactly. And I think that's when you think that you need to be perfect or you can't feel anything bad. And that's an egoic wound. That's based on the Enneagram. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Enneagram. Yes. And then, well, in the psychological work, we we understand this egoic want and we reveal the egoic agenda, meaning how are you acting? What are your thinking and behavior patterns that are trying to recompensate this want and creating an incomplete life for yourself, especially in business? And then we find the soul. So why I call the pure soul orientation. We go into, okay, that typical, that's more normal personal development world to explain to explain like, okay, if anything was possible, if your, if your wound wasn't there, if you knew you were capable, if you would enough or not, what would be available to you? And we go from there. That's the psychological work that happens in parallel to great. Let's get to business. What's your expertise? What's, what makes you different? What's your brand? soul? what's your brand's positioning? What is your visual identity? As you see, my design is very um, disruptive. I like to be disruptive, whatever that is in your industry. And we work into marketing campaigns that actually sell. Because um, uh, I'm a big fan of living life well, as you know. Like, I travel the world. I really cherish my lifestyle. I think because I used to be so depressed and so close to wanting to end things all the time. I started valuing my life in my free time um, and just appreciating doing nothing. <laughs> so I like to teach women and sometimes men, I'd work with them sometimes when they message me saying, hey, can you help me out um, to create a business that they are not going to be slaved to it, but they will be able to integrate lifestyle in their entrepreneurial work. That's beautiful. There's a lot. I'm going to unpack some of it. So yeah, um, yeah. the the idea of mixing psychotherapy with um, coaching is huge because you said you touched on it earlier. You didn't say the word affirming, but I know in Canada you like you have to affirm the person whatever they're saying. You can't tell them like, listen, if you change this and this is what's happening, this is the pattern, and we can fix it. You can't do that. You have to just affirm whatever they're feeling, even if it's wrong and delusional. Might be a word. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, so by mixing the two of them together, now you can. You can get with their past, but you can also create a future in a lot easier way, right? It's hard to go to the future when you're just sitting there just affirming all their past and, yeah, you're a victim and you're stuck like that. That's what we have to do. So I'm glad you can mix both of them. And then it sounds like there's a holistic approach. I do know Enneagram. I think I was a six. Is that there's a numbers, right? I don't know for sure. But um, and the idea of the magic wand. Okay, here's where we're at. But what do you want to create? I love that. Um, but the holistic approach, so there's a, you're mixing a holistic approach with psychology, um, coaching, marketing, branding, and authenticity. It sounds like we're yeah. trying to get to authenticity. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do believe, I think not only it's been my journey, but I really believe that that's how we are. 
with my work with kids, we are born into the world and kids are so spontaneous, right? They do what they want, when they want it, they, they play, um, they, they explore. And as we grow, uh, we have labels put onto us. I like to explain like the onion, right? It's this now, you're this, and you attach meaning here and you attach meaning there. And we create a life that is not even ours anymore because we have so many society and then where we are born and how things are done. And I think, you know, the, you know, musicians, they make music, uh, painters, they make a painting, dancers will dance. And I truly believe that the, the entrepreneur, their business is, is their art. And how can you create something, a masterpiece, if you are acting as someone else or still being someone else or thinking you should be someone else. Uh, so it's really a process of unpeeling all those labels, finding who you are, but not only finding, I think it's creating from that too. And I can see that so much in my journey and obviously in my client's journey of where, you know, I kind of found myself. And then when I was, I was finally able to be okay with who I was, with all my emotions, with all that mess of being a human, I was able to just to create upon that. So almost like if nature had given me paint of, okay, I have this paint, where can, what can I create and create the masterpiece from that? That's fundamental to disrupt the industry that you're on, obviously. I love this. So I'm learning just more and more that you need, instead of trying to get rid of the shadow, you actually need to just integrate the shadow. And you didn't say that there, but it's kind of like those pieces that we don't like, pick them up, make a beautiful mosaic, one big picture that's art. And what does that look like? It's different for everyone. And that's why I always say your story is your superpower because whatever happened in your past, it happened to you. It didn't happen to other people. And even when we talk about twins, they have two different experiences and they're looking at it differently and thinking of it differently. And so if you can take all those pieces that happened, you met this person here, this tragedy happened here, this amazing thing happened here, and you bring it all together and then you make your story your superpower. The flip side of that is if your story, if you don't know how the past story can be a superpower, start making your future story a superpower. But the idea of um, like integrating the shadow is what I'm cutting right there. I don't know if I, I'm on the right track. Yeah, I I say that uh, the beauty is on the contrast. Um, so it's not about just being in the light and like, oh, enlightened and being obsessed about the good things, right? Or just rolling on your shit, which is shadows. I used to be like that, like, oh, and melancholic and like you know how we sometimes we all love the bad things that like oh i know we make we 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 create meaning out of the drama right a lot of people do a lot of people are addicted to their problems a lot of entrepreneurs that are naive they go oh i can't make misses and that's you rolling on your shadow um and i do believe that the true art and the meaning of life and creating a purposeful life comes in the contrast of your shadow to your light. Because, you know, I, if it wasn't for my nine years of eating disorder, if it wasn't me for the days that I was taking so many sleeping pills because I didn't want to be awake, and if it wasn't for the happiest days of my life, I wouldn't have had created what I have today. Right? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable because it's easy not to, right? And it's a 
very important that you do that because we see where you are and it's like, wow, right? And like, but it wasn't always this way, right? So it's, it, it gives hope for other people. And you said a couple of times now, um, disrupting the, the industry. And so I wonder, have you ever read a book called Blue Ocean Strategy? No. Okay. You want to read that book? <laughs> it's just how to be um, the blue fish instead of the, he has, I don't know, just go into an industry okay. and disrupt it. So I love it. Um, and then maybe what kind of offerings do you have going at the moment? I know there's some all different levels, but anything? I think the best offer I can put out here is something that is super fresh and is starting on, it's probably going to be started already by the time this goes up, which is the Luminary Classroom. So I have created this space where we're going to have fortnightly classes. It's going to be free, full of value, where service providers, online experts can come to learn about branding, marketing, sales, uh, but most importantly, psychological entrepreneurial mindset. And they can come and learn a different way to do things. Uh, so they can understand how they can embody the change that they want to see in the world. And, and from there, they can, we can talk more about programs and everything. I like to give everyone a start, especially because my work is so different that um, it's easier to just start like that. Just come to my classroom <laughs> where you're going to understand what being a luminary is. My business name is Lumiforia. Lumi meaning it's a Scandinavian name for the one that brings light. And Florida means the state of being. So Lumiforia is the state of constantly bringing light to yourself and to the world. And my luminaries, which are my clients, they, they embody that for themselves and for their businesses so they can impact and influence the world. So come to my classroom um, and uh, yeah, there's a link there on my profile where you can click and you can get, get into the broadcast group where you get all the information about, okay, what's class is happening next, what time will be, and you have to jump live. There's no recording. Beautiful. Lumaforia, that's such a beautiful name. And obviously we all do these names that mean something close to us. So I thank you for sharing that. And then um, for my listeners over here, some of them might not know what um, a Fortnite is. So it's bi-weekly. <laughs> yes, yes, it's bi-weekly. So every two weeks we meet up on Zoom and we talk about a topic on how you can stand out stand out in your industry and you can also um, you know monetize your expertise in a very efficient way and also how you can thrive emotionally as an entrepreneur beautiful maybe can we ask what would you say for like a brand new coach starting out they just don't know where to go don't know what to do there's so much at the beginning i know it's so overwhelming you got all these social medias websites all these links and all this kind of stuff but where would you maybe recommend them to start besides going to lumo for you <laughs> i think the start goes into what you said in where you what you're you really also think is important jp is your story I think it's to get crystal clear clarity of who you are and what you want to bring to the world. Don't worry about an author, oh, what's the program, what's the programs in blah, blah, blah. It's who you are, where you've been, where you want to go, where you are right now, and how do you want to impact the world? Because, you know, business will be hard. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be problems. If any mentor guru out there you say oh no you can you know forget it no it's always going to be a challenge 
But if you have a strong enough why, no challenge, no problem will be too big that will resist you from actually achieving what you want. And with that, have the lifestyle you want, right? So going back to the question is just get clear who you are and how, what is the dent that you want to create in the world? Yeah, be the disruptor, I think, is part of the lesson there. So I guess as we begin to wind down, if this episode resonates with you, please like, subscribe, share, follow, leave a review, but no art sell, and reach out to Gabriella. Once you guys see her on her Instagram, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, the the authenticity. It's visceral, and like it's it's different, and it's nice, and it's refreshing that it's so different. So I definitely love that. I always ask everybody this question. This is the phase four podcast and phase four in the six phase meditation by Vishen Lakhiani is all about creating your future three years out. So where is Gabs three years from today? Yeah, three years for today. I definitely want to be uh, in different countries in a presidential level. Right now, my impact is very much online. But in three years, I want to be able to have hubs around the world where entrepreneurs from all industries can actually come and embrace their creativity and through their creativity and authenticity impact their industry. That's amazing. I love it. And I see you're already going that direction. So it's just <laughs> a extension of where you already are. So good for you. Um, maybe what are some books or mentors that helped you along your way? Um, definitely uh, Richard Branson was a great mentor for me. Obviously, I never met him, but just, in, you know, learning from him and reading his book, um, such a disruptor. You know, the man had ADHD and he's dyslexic, fated for failure, right? But he's, the, the fact that he's a bit crazy is what enabled him to do everything that he has been doing and what he does. Um, uh, he, I think, from all the people in terms of entrepreneurship he's a great mentor uh, uh, in terms of my personal life i'm a buddhist i've been a buddhist for nine years now um and i know once you're not buddha it's a mentor for me in my spiritual journey of um you know like letting go like whatever you know like understanding that if someone tells you something that it's not in accordance to what you believe or they offend you they're probably just in pain or they ignorant about it, or maybe you are ignorant about it and just soften your ego up a bit. You know, I think these two, <laughs> Richard Roth on one side of my shoulder and Buddha on the other side, somehow get gaps in the middle. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. the I love Buddhist philosophy. I'm not a Buddhist, but like the, just a lot of the philosophies are so big. Right now I'm reading a book called the wisdom of forgiveness by the Dalai Lama. And it's just so many, like you're talking detachment right back there, right? Like yeah. just detach your ego from like trying to control everything. Some of the biggest philosophies you take from Buddhists that can be applicable towards business, towards, you talked a little bit about it, but towards business, towards your personal mm -hmm. life, towards maybe peace and equanimity. I love that question. And I think it's, the flow that it's found when you find the meeting point between structure and surrendering. Because 
the Buddhist philosophy, it's there, right? It's it's not a religion, actually, right? A lot of people say it's a lifestyle of where detachment, attach, your, detach yourself, you know, understand that pain comes from being ignorant and being um, a virgin, like having aversion towards things or having it, like having the desire of it and understanding, you know, do your best, uh, think of outside of you, all that, like the structure of, of Dharma. But then from there, you can surrender. And as you said, you can just surrender and you accept the flow of things. I bring that to my clients like this. If you have a river that is going out of control and you need water in your house, you create a, kind of walls for the river to come to your house. And then the, the river can just come and go and the flow will get the water to your house. But if it, the structure wasn't there or and the surrendering of the water wasn't there, it wouldn't work. And I think in business, that's so important because especially women, a lot of men as well, but especially women, because we're more creative, it's so easy to be influenced and to want to do things intuitively and do things at, at just how they feel. But that's just messy and it can get chaotic. And then they get frustrated about, oh, things are not working. I'm not getting the business that I want, but it lacks structure. And that is the point. If you have structure in your business of an iconic brand, a marketing campaign that sells and is there and it's precise, the promise is strong. Like you have some, some, the structure is there. I call it a magnetic business structure. That's when you can fucking relax and enjoy your life and travel because that flow will come because the structure is great and you're surrendering to whatever comes with it. Exactly what you said. I had many failures in my business journey and man, I realized later on that if I had was so stuck to that or if I had gotten that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And uh, I love being where I am today. So I think that's a big lesson. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, yeah, all those failures, you look back and like, no, I kind of needed to learn that part to get to there. Um, and then structure, then the opposite of that is resistance, right? When you're trying to resist and force things, it's not working. I'm trying to organize this mental health summit um, next year. And the, I want one person specifically, like more than anyone, like I'm not doing it without this lady. And we keep going back and forth on the days and it's not working. Like she's like, nope, I can't that day. I can't this day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just let go and step back from this because like right now I'm trying to force it and it doesn't feel good, right? And it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to force it like that. So I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. But... No, you are. I believe on that, sure. I think, you know, things, if things are meant to be, things work out. And that's the psychotherapist side of me because I think unconsciously when... It's just not going, I mean, of course, if you're working on yourself and you know your purpose and if you're, you are in your soul orientation, different if you are in operating from fear, if things are not working out, man, just let go because maybe the universe has something better, right? A hundred percent. I agree. And operating from fear, that's a good one, right? We have to recognize when we're operating out of fear. And so maybe... As we kind of wind down and wrap up, where what are some things you like to do for fun that maybe we don't know about? Oh, let's keep it to the PG stuff. <laughs> uh, I love traveling. I obviously, you know, I've been to 47 countries. I love, love, love getting to know culture. You know, I am speaking five languages and a half now. My Spanish still... 
still working, it's still getting there, I suppose. But, you know, I had interactions uh, on my travels with um, old people that hold so much cultural wisdom that only because I spoke their language, I was able to actually have an interaction because, you know, if, uh, if I didn't, I wouldn't know them. Uh, that's a that's a sweet kind of pleasure that I have traveling and seeing the old school culture like before globalization came, which is also valid. Um, and I mean, dancing. I, you know, I've danced ballet since I'm a little kid and I moved to jazz. Um, you probably saw me dancing on my stories because I love breaking that energy. I love, I, I think, I think I, I, I that's my art. Um, I almost actually, that's a funny thing. Curiosity. I almost studied scenic arts rather than psychology. Yes. I'm wow. glad you didn't. Yeah. Maybe can I ask what was your favorite country? Do you have one? You've been to 47 different countries. That's a lot. It depends. Like in terms of food, I really, really love Mexico, for example. Like I'm vegetarian, right? And I, I almost plant based. Uh, so Mexico gave me a lot of um, uh, options and stuff like that. I thoroughly enjoyed, um, I mean, Quite obvious, uh, Italy. I spent three months in Italy this year, and I just love the relationship Italians have with art. Actually, um, they're so artistic. Being, you know, obviously you're in Canada, and being business is a very American kind of capitalist thing can be, right? Um, but Italians they do things just because they love it, just because for the sake of that. And they can spend a lot of time just on something little. And I think this devotion to art is something very precious. Yeah, and they love their food there too, right? They love their food and food is incredible there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, traveling is important, right? Because you do get different perspectives and maybe one certain perspective can change your entire life. So definitely... I love that. And then maybe can we go into Enneagram for a couple minutes and just some people yeah. might not know what it is and talk about that. Yeah. So Enneagram is a very, very, very old millennial um, test to categorize our personality. But I don't even like to say it like that because I actually see it as a much more spiritual thing. In fact, there are rumors that back in the days, those psychics, they would actually know the Enneagram really well because um, once you understand the person's Enneagram and its wing, uh, you can kind of predict a lot of stuff because it's so predictable. Um, if you know Myers-Briggs Traits Indicator in BTI, that's a, that's a personality type, a test based on the cognitive function of the person. So it will tell you if an extrovert, an introvert, if you're an observant or if you're intuitive, but the Enneagram, it studies the inner motive of the person. So going back to the guy quote, um, each, it's almost like each number of the Enneagram. So there's nine, right? Uh, and each number has an egoic want. So, um, some might believe that they can only receive love and they're only worthy of love if they love others. Some believe that they will only have be worthy or to have security and be happy in life if they uh, control and get power. And that's the lack 
that it becomes the pattern of everything else. Um, and then the wings, just explaining the wings because they are just as important. If you have one to nine, say if you're number two, you might have two wing three or two wing one. And they slightly change um, uh, how function, functions. For example, I'm a number three. So threes are the overachievers. They like achieving. Like they create sense of from achieving things. That's how they feel themselves. It's not from loving. It's not from creating systems. It's not from creating peace. No, they they like to do things. Um, but I'm a three wing four, which is almost the four is the is the artist actually. The four is the uh, the one that likes to feel and likes to make meaning out of things. Normally, artists are number fours. So, and the three wing four is exactly what I am. Uh, I like to do things, but differently. I like to create things, but in a disruptive and my way, way. Uh, I joke with my friends for this in the Instagram. It's like, I had all of those business mentors that had told me exactly what to do. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing exactly what you do because I have to do it differently, you know, and that's my fourth wing there. So again, it, it, it obviously goes way beyond that, but the Instagram can teach you a lot about your um, your inner motives, but also the good side of it, but also the bad side of it. Again, integrating shadow of light. Yeah, beautiful. The yin-yang, right? It's always there. It's day-night. Right now it's day somewhere. Right now it's night somewhere. It's always there everywhere we look. We're just heading into winter. It's getting yucky and snowy. I already missed the summer. and So it's always there. Um, Enneagram, very good. And I guess art. Yeah, you're definitely an artist. Even just, I don't know, I might have said already, but just the way you dress, it's so artistic as well. So you're definitely super artistic. And then the final thing I'm going to say again is your content is just so different and amazing. And I love it. And uh, I'm kind of circling again. I could definitely talk to you forever, but I'm going to respect your time. So kind of as we finish off here, uh, before I ask my last question, is there anything that you want to share that maybe a message of inspiration or anything, any tools or offers that you want, wherever you want to go? I want to share and encourage everyone listening to this to be courageous. I like to say that courage is not the lack of fear, but courage is understanding that what's the on the other side of fear is much greater to where you are now. So whoever is listening, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're not, if you're a mom, if you have that inside of you, questioning, knowing, is there more? I feel like there's more, but I don't know. I've been here all my time or I don't know. Embrace the courage. Courage can be a psychological resource. Um, if, if it was a tool, just grab the tool and use it and understand that it's not the lack of fear because we are always going to have fears, but to embrace the fear and do it anyway. Amazing. And my final question is, how can people reach you? They can reach me by going into my Instagram, Gabriela Luarsen. Uh, it's probably somewhere tagged into this podcast. Uh, and of course, you can see my content. You can engage and in, interact with my content. But you come to the Luminary Classroom. Uh, the link is in my bio. You can go there, enroll. You're going to fall into a broadcast group where you see uh, what's the class about? What's the next class? What time it is? And you can come there and we can, it's in a Zoom room. So you have me and you can ask questions. I think that's the easiest and most uh, efficient way to uh, reach out. 
if you get venue. Amazing. And if you're listening to this three years from now, you're going to have to check out one of our hubs around the world and go check it out. Uh, Gabriella, I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, JP. It was an immense pleasure. Thank you. Yeah.